good to be back if we are back. Where are we here? No. Oh, okay. oh, Ooh. oh, Jesus Christ. <coughs> I got Seft. You got Mossed. I think uh, I think I'm ready. I'm gonna turn you down because I feel like you're gonna get loud. At in this some one. point or another, there's gonna be that bark. This man's that patented Ford bark. The bark of the bite. <laughs> are we ready? Bark at the song. <laughs> you Welcome to Lyrics to Go, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best, but have largely dodged public ridicule until now. I'm back, baby. I'm Mark, and I'm here with someone else who's back. Seth, how are you, Seth? I'm back. Seth's back. Mark's back. If you've been... There's so much of us. I, I, I was listening to the end of the last episode mm-hmm. to find out what the hell song we were doing. <laughs> uh, and we were like, yeah, uh, who knows? Who knows what the storm will do? Yeah. And Did, if, oh, is what we said at the at the end yeah. of the last episode? We're like, you know, well, we'll know if it's going to hit us by the time this gets released, and, and it did hit us. For uh, those of you that are are maybe listening not from Southwest Florida, we went through a, Mark, Mark, mm. you went through the eye of a cat of a very strong category four hurricane, like a couple of miles an hour short of a category five. Yes, just a couple. Yeah. Um, you went through that. Yeah. You did You did walk outside during the eye, as people are known to do, correct? Well, I um, I just like peeked out my door and out did my you? window. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you if you are not around here, I know Cy, one of our listeners in New Zealand, was like, there's nothing about that on the news here. Um, so there are some places, I guess, that just didn't care, and why should they? Well, you know, we're just America. The world's still spinning. Um, exactly. The beat goes um, on. We were hit by a gigantic hurricane. And when I say we, I mean, in the United States news, they were saying Fort Myers, Cape Coral, Pine Island, Fort Myers Beach. That is where Seth and I live. Seth lives in North Fort Myers. I live in South Cape Coral. Uh, Huge hurricane that devastated a lot of people's property and killed a lot of people. Quite a few. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to give any numbers because so many people are debating numbers. Yeah, and but and that's not really the point here. But it's a lot. The point is that people died. Yeah, a lot. This is a thing that killed people um, more than the other hurricanes that we had lived through. I know you were here for Charlie. You were for Wilma. You're here for Irma, and those were all bad. Mm-hmm. This was this was next a monster level shit. Yeah, yeah. This was a monster. Mm-hmm. Nine foot storm surges. Uh, people getting trapped in their houses. Very scary, very ugly stuff. Now, during Irma, I told myself, this is the last time I sit here and watch my roof roof move up and down and wonder if it's going to fly off. This is it. I'm mm-hmm. not doing it. So it, it was just two days after we recorded the last episode, <clears throat> I started boarding up my house. <clears throat> I went and got a bunch of sandbags. I put them around my garage door. I put them on my front door because they were expecting record storm surge. And there was. Mm-hmm. Luckily, my house did not flood. Um, four blocks away from me, it flooded massively. But uh, I said, I'm not doing it anymore. And me and my wife packed up with our daughter. And I drove across the state. And I got a hotel room in Fort Lauderdale. There you go. And uh, while everyone here, I Fort Slaughterdale. <laughs> Malt Liquordale. 
and uh, I tried to fart louder, Dale. I tried to, <laughs> I tried to, you know, not. Or I tried to. Here's the thing: as much as I thought to myself, I would sit there and not worry. Guess what? You suddenly have a whole nother set of worries because I got phone calls while I could from friends here that were telling me this one's different. This shit's scary. I wish I would have left. I wish I would have done what you did. And I mean, I think you were a little, you were probably the coolest cat out of all of them, of all the people that I spoke to that endured this hurricane. You went through it like a champ. Um, But there were other friends and family that I spoke to that sounded genuinely scared throughout this one. And it was. Can Mark, can I, can I uh, relay a a quick story? Please. Of, uh, this is what uh, my daughter has a friend and they live a little bit closer to the Caloosahatchee, the Caloosa River that runs right in between Cape Coral and Fort Myers. In betwixt. Betwixt. And they decided, they have not been living here that long. They're originally from Minnesota. And they decided that they were going to stay in their home right next to the river. And they watched as the water came up and up and up. And they had an island in their kitchen. And eventually the water came up to the height of the island in the kitchen. And Jesus. there were kids and, a, and two dogs and a wife. And the gentleman, the father of my daughter's friend, um, said that he went out on the back porch, um, what was supposed to be the back porch, and he was in chest high water and he retrieved one of his kayaks. And he walked back inside and put the kids on the kayak and took them out the front door and in chest deep water took his children up to high ground about... 2,000, 3,000 feet away from where he was. Right. And took them and dropped them off at a neighbor's house that they didn't know very well and left the children there and then went back, put his wife and the dogs on the kayak and went and put them there. This is, Now, this is in the midst of a Category 4 hurricane in chest deep water. This is one story mm-hmm. that I have heard out of countless stories that are just as dramatic as that this one was different completely over the top crazy um just insanity i don't know about you but i've been working ever since this has ended i've taken my chainsaws and cut trees cleared yards now i'm uh, tarping roofs and smashing out drywall of flooded homes this was uh, this was on a whole new level and uh, how's it been for you since the storm mark fine um i mean it's it's you know i i think i'll i'll let your stories be the the ones that kind of stand here because i don't i don't want to make this a bummer uh hurricane thing i uh you know i got exceptionally lucky also did not have much damage to my house you made it seem like you got none and i pulled up here and there was a little bit yeah there was a little bit bit. there was a little bit everybody got something i I mean I, I, you know, <clears throat> Lee from No Nonsense had a couple windows blown out. Yeah. There, I mean, there was some intense stuff. So, um, but it's behind us for the most part. For the most part. We <laughs> are, you know, we are currently in the process of, you know, we've gotten a no. bunch of aid and we've got a bunch of wonderful people here helping us out. What has, what good has come of this? If we can just end on a high note when we're talking about this. Um. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, you do get the solidarity that always comes with a natural disaster. Um, and so there's been a lot of that. There's been a lot of people helping people and that has been very nice. It is a stark reminder, unfortunately that, you know, we can only really 
we only choose to dig deep like that generally in times of need now you're not one of those people you are always down to help i usually I try to be and i've tried i try to be the same you way. and you do, like yes, we, we i think i, I think you and i are two people that try to if you need something we're there right um but you know we're also very busy i would like to say and i know there are people out there if i could not get to you after this storm and i sat up at night thinking about it i am so sorry yeah i am so sorry all i did for the first three days after this thing was go around and try and cut people out of homes, was cut down, cut trees, clear yards, mm-hmm. put tra- tarps on as quickly as possible. I, all I did from morning to night is try to help people. And not I'm not out there looking for anything back. Just try to help my friends. That's all I did. And I'm still doing that day after day. Of course, some of my work I'm getting paid for because, you know, you don't you know, you can't live off of charity completely. Right. But. Like you said, the solidarity of this, Mark. I haven't talked politics once in fucking fourteen days. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. It is, and and it and is. people that you know, you know, that but it's coming. It's it'll come back, but <laughs> people are already starting to politicize it, and uh, you know. But for the most part, it's it's been a wonderful and a wonderful exhibition of people coming together and helping each other. A, a beautiful, beautiful exhibition of that. And I am, it it has, I don't know about you, but it has made me feel absolutely fantastic. I'm, I feel like I'm thriving on this at the moment and, uh, yeah. And I feel really, really good. It's Um, a, it's a strange thing when, when a bad thing makes you feel good things. Um, but I mean, it's the least we can take away from it. And, uh, like I said, nature's healing, things are getting more back to normal for some people it will not be back to normal for a long time. For a lot. And and we are here for those people to try and do what we can to make it as normal as soon as possible. And one of those things that we can do... Hold on. And I just have to say it, Mark. My wonderful Miami Dolphins oh, Jesus showed Christ. up to hell. <laughs> one of the things we can do is talk about the Dolphins. One of the things we can do is make a dumb podcast about bad lyrics. <laughs> And that's what we're here to do again. Uh, and this is back. the first time Seth and I have seen each other since the storm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's been like that. It's been it crazy. Is, it has been like that. So uh, very, very excited to be back together with you, friend, very brother, brother. Um, making uh, making this podcast again. Bro-hand. So we missed one week. This episode will come out late. We are recording it on Tuesday night. We usually re- release our episodes on Monday. Um, we're going to go two weeks with no, no, no. So if you listen to no nonsense trivia podcast, um, maybe this will be released, uh, somewhere between, I'll probably try and put it together tonight if I can, um, doing so much. One of the things that would have made the post storm so much easier is if I were a billionaire, if you could have just handed out stacks of cash mm. just without regard to mm-hmm. yourself you know like they were like you were handing out a toothpick at a cracker barrel <laughs> you know like it, it it would it would have made everything so so much easier mark what happened how come you couldn't do that uh because uh no matter how bad i want to be i'm not one mm-hmm. we are doing the well, you have uh, something in common with a certain gentleman the hit song billionaire by travi mccoy Featuring Bruno Mars. Um, that is where we left off. This is the song we were going to do. And god damn how timely it is, some of these lyrics. Some of them were some scary. Of them, we, we were listening and watching the music video. And Seth turns to me and he's like, 
He just said FEMA. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, don't think I didn't catch that. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and start talking about Travis Lazarus McCoy, which is a pretty badass name. Lazarus Travi is the, the quotation mark. Travis Lazarus Travi McCoy. Travi. That's how they always do a nickname whenever you're dead. Mm-hmm. They always like put it in there. They'll put like Bert Humperdink. Bernie, Bernie. <laughs> you know McCoy or whatever. Uh, they always put it like after the nick, after the middle name. Um, born in 1981, mm. uh, so a very good year. <laughs> um, this guy uh, is a uh, was in a band called Gym Class Heroes. Have you ever heard of them? I have heard of them. Okay, yes. they're like one of those bands. They're... Will probably be on like uh, that uh, when we were young festival or well, something. They were, yeah, they were on uh, Fueled by Ramen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So. Um, he uh, was in this band playing uh, playing a bunch of shows. Uh, I mean, he's the real deal. He grew up listening to bands like Snapcase and Earth Crisis. Tells, uh, wow. as said to us by uh, those are like hard, hard bands. That, that, those that, are heavy. Earth Crisis is a real deal fucking band. Sounds nothing like him. And then somehow he went from that to um, to this to this <laughs> song. And somehow this happened. Yeah. Uh, so right off the bat, I will. I mean, I'm not going to talk too much about Travi McCoy. Um, he seems like a nice enough guy, I guess. He's, yeah. Well, we'll see. Some of these lyrics and the music video both have me kind of wondering uh, how good of a guy he is. Um, this is from his uh, debut studio album, Lazarus, which is just his middle fucking name. Uh, released in 2010 you you had never heard the song before correct not before you had mentioned it i listened to it on the way home after we mentioned it at the end of the last podcast and uh i thought well i need to listen to this didn't really uh didn't really leave that much of an impression to be honest mm. yeah. it's got that reggae feel to it it's got I, heard, that... I, I like bongos it's got bongos it's in got, it. it's got it's got some bongos it's got bongos it's got tasty bongos um and it's got bruno mars uh we've done a bruno bruno mars uh song um before and i'm sure we will do one again in the future um i like bruno mars uh he's a little bit of a turd but i think he's talented <laughs> i like bruno mars <laughs> um this song as i mentioned before first released march 9th 2010 um this this sounds it sounds time correct yeah this sounds like it could have come out in 2010 oh absolutely the lyrics were written during an 11 day trip that mars and levine made to london to work on a record supported by mars's label um no levine what's that you said mars and levine yeah who's levine uh levine is um one of the members of the smeezingtons what which is, is a uh, yeah they're a uh, they're a production group okay um like now you don't have to be in a band Seth you can be in a group and the group only produces wow you can be in like a two or three part like group and have a name like we could just get together and call ourselves like you know the Jones boys deflator mouse. and then we just go around yeah <laughs> and we just produce people's stuff okay you don't have to play an instrument or anything kind of like what Farrell and that other guy do yeah exactly yeah, yeah. before they you know became happy yeah yeah so yeah. that was the Neptunes the Neptunes yeah and then they also started a band called NERD mm-hmm. so that kind of shows you that that disparity there they they have a production name 
and then they have a band name. They're they're a group twice over. What a what a beautifully artistic environment we live in that you don't even really have to put out music in order to be famous in music. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the music video. Mm. Um, <clears throat> pretty much like any other music video of the last twenty years could be. Um, what was that one? The group that did Summer Girls, you know, could have been like that. Very sunny. Could have been like Len features um, <clears throat> features uh, the ubiquitous scooter ride. Oh, yeah. You know, yep. um, a guy uh, trying to graffiti. but Driving some old Vespas. Littering at the same time. And featuring um, Pete Wentz uh, oh, riding with him. That's right. Uh, and the whole thing is, you know, the whole song is, this is, this is kind of what's weird, and we'll get into the lyrics here in a second, but it's it has people that are going through hardships a guy trying to hawk his cds out in the uh out like in an open market kind of deal right a guy who is trying to spray paint graffiti and throws a can into the ocean i think because he ran out of paint which makes me hate him yeah it's like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> if if i'm supposed to feel bad for this guy him littering does not make me feel any better for him if this is the bottom of the story arc they didn't really reach down very far. Yeah, and then there's yeah. another guy who is trying to get to Geneva. Yeah, what's up with that? I, I mean, don't know. Gene- isn't that in like? Is he going to like take a bus to Geneva, <laughs> which is in Switzerland? I, I don't. I don't know if maybe he means a city called Geneva. I don't know. I mean, but the the guy hawking the CDs, Travi McCoy, a bunch of other people say no. Travi McCoy, of course, comes up and listens to it, and you can see him hand him dollar bills, singles. Okay, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I like the CD. I, I bought it because money is not an object, right?" Yeah. The, but well, so this is, I mean, dollars. Yeah, like yeah, six, not not a like hundred dollars. Bucks. Yeah. Okay, the spray paint guy. He comes up and brings him a bag with more spray paint. Now yeah. the guy is able to litter finish more. graffiti and yeah. and litter more. On our beautiful, majestic beaches. So with both of these, you go, okay, well, he's not a millionaire, you know? Um, So he's doing what he can because he he wants to be a millionaire, but he can't be. However, the guy guy trying to get Geneva, he gives him his car. (laughs) So it's like... What a disparity. This one guy gets like five or six bucks. This other guy gets a a bag of old spray paint. And this guy gets a fucking Mini Cooper. He just throws him the keys. And the guy, for whatever reason, won't open the door again and he has to jump over the door. I don't know why he feels the need of like brand new car and he's like, I'm just going to fuck it up and get my dirty ass shoes all over the So you're telling me it's like like the three contestants on The Price is Right. One goes home with a couple bucks. The other one gets, you know, some accoutrements and the other one gets a car. I was going to say Goldilocks even. (laughs) The guy, the guy trying to get Your to Geneva. Mouth out of my porch. Yeah, the the temperature was just right. Yeah. Um, to get a car. Of course, this song was a giant fucking hit, uh, certified four times platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America, and two times by the Australian Recording Industry Association. Uh, and Song's Music so Canada. Hot you could cook shrimp on it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> People love this shit. Uh, he did it, or with uh, Bruno Mars did it, I believe, with him um, in the halftime show 20, 20, 2014. Um, of the Super Bowl. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, sorry, the Super Bowl. Which is why I forgot it. Um, when Mars first showed McCoy the hook, the latter decided 
to decline the collaboration saying to him, dude, we're in a set recession right now. I'm going to get crucified. Nevertheless, when McCoy later returned home to Miami, he realized the track quote had potential. Um, So Travis, I'm a Floridian. Apparently. Um, Said that goofy humor. I just found something, Mark. Goofy humor and flashes of political conscience that counterbalance the hook's materialism. I just found something. This gives us uh, this gives us a little insight into the video. He was born August fifty, August fifth, nineteen eighty one, in Geneva, New York. There you go. There we go. Okay. So he's just trying to get back to where he once belonged. Yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently, according to Mars, he and McCoy came up with a song after listening to the Beatles, "Can't Buy Me Love." Oh. Uh, all right. So, enough about him. Yeah. Yeah. And enough, and enough about, about the, this. this uh, this uh, very very mediocre song. Let's 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 get into it, Mark. Let's talk about this damn song. I want to be a billionaire so, so fucking bad. bad. Buy all of the, the things, things I never I had. had. I want to be on the cover of Forbes magazine, smiling next to Oprah and the Queen. Oh, every time I close my eyes, I see my name in shining lights. A different city every night. Oh, I, I swear the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. How do you feel about that intro? Well, the intro, uh, I, I, to be honest with you, man, I don't really have that much of a problem with it. It's got those little bongos at the beginning. It's got your typical little island reggae lick that you're going to hear just about anywhere. If you go to any bar that survived the hurricane in southwest Florida, you're going to hear that little glink, 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 glink you know, you're going to hear that. Um, it's, you know, it, it's pretty, it's nothing, it's nothing painful. I, l- I like the bongos. I do have to say they do sound cool in this song, but that's all I'm going to say that's good about this song. <laughs> um, Made a reference to Forbes magazine. I don't know that que- the Queen was a billionaire. I don't think the Queen was a billionaire. No, I don't think so. I mean, maybe if you like totaled up all the family jewels and everything, but that's not like something that she can run out and just you know hawk one weekend. You know, I don't think that she's holding you know billions. Yeah, um, Oprah. Three billion. Yeah. Oh, Oprah, come on. I mean, just ridiculous. You get a Mini Cooper. You get a Mini Cooper. You're going <laughs> to Geneva. Um, and I, on some things, I'm seeing shiny lights, and some mm-hmm. I'm seeing shining lights. Mm-hmm. I prefer shining lights, but I, I'm pretty sure Mr. Mars says shiny lights, and I don't like that. Mm. Um, I also kind of think it's a strange flex to say that he's in a different city every night. That sounds very tiresome. We did. What was the big and rich song that we did? Oh, uh, save a save horse, a horse. Ride a cowboy. Yeah. I think save, they save a cow, ride a horse boy. <laughs> I think that they say that in that song. I, and yeah. we also listened to rock star by mm-hmm. Nickelback, of which I know that they say that in that song. It's, so that there's no more, you know, overdone, you know, different city every night to describe, oh, I'm big, I'm important, look at me. As a matter of fact, and also I think there's a bit of a, a, of a, of a 
dis- discrepancy here. I don't know very many billionaires that are going to want to spend a night in different cities. Yeah, no, they generally have maybe a couple homes. They got a home base that they. But they're not on stay. tour. Yeah, exactly. You know? I guess I guess maybe he's trying to say he's on tour, but like in a different city every night, my name on in shining lights, shiny lights. Most musicians on tour are not billionaires. No, like billionaires are usually like. I mean, there's people like Jay Z, Warren Buffett, you know. Yeah, there are a couple out there, right. but uh, yeah, when you think ukulele. of billionaires, when you look when you look at Forbes, it's not people that are out like schlepping on the road. No, no, no. Maybe Richard Branson. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. The, the last thing I'll say about this beginning part is the last line: "The world better prepare for when I'm a millionaire," which sounds very threatening. Mm. Well, <laughs> prepare like why? What the fuck are you gonna like? Prepare makes it sound like I've got to worry. Well, I do know that Bruno Mars carries a knife. Okay. <laughs> which is worrisome. For when, which, you know, he's it's it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, here we go. And this is where we get to hear Travi, the singular, not Travis, the plural. Travi, he tells us what it's like to be a billionaire. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we got the cool drum fill. Yeah, I would have a show like Oprah. I would be the host of Everyday Christmas. Give Travi a wish list. I'd probably pull an Angelina and Brad Pitt and adopt a bunch of babies that ain't never had shit. Give away a few Mercedes like, here, lady, have this. And last but not least, grant somebody their last wish. It's been a couple months that I've been single, so you can call me Travi Claus minus the ho-ho. Heck, get it? I'd probably visit where Katrina hit and damn sure do a lot more than FEMA did. Yeah, I can't forget about me, stupid. Everywhere I go, I'm going to have my own theme music. Oh, this is a lot to swallow. I, I hate to. doing rap songs on this fucking show. I mean, I, I agree. It, I absolutely it, agree. It's, a, it's an editing nightmare, um, and, and it's hard to keep up, but uh, that's why we get to comb back over it, I guess. It's scatterbrained. It is. Yeah. Um, but the first thing I have to say is, they're both mentioning Oprah. I was going to say it's that. Like, I mean, come I on. I don't understand what their obsession is with Oprah. It's like, we're going to talk about Oprah, and then immediately we're going to go right back into talking about Oprah. There are other people that are famous and rich. Did they not go through the process of editing and just like go look over, you know, hey, um, here, check out this out. Oh, the, one of the first lines that I say is I compare myself to Oprah and the Queen. Oh, funny do you say that. The first thing I wrote is about Oprah. You know, what the fuck? Why not, Can just, someone talk about Steve Jobs? Yeah. Can or someone talk about... Anybody. Uh, you know, fucking... Uh, what's his name? Bill Gates. The My Pillow guy. I mean, fucking A. Goddamn. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and, uh, you know, wanting to have a show like Oprah, um, which is kind of a weird... You know, the first thing I'm going to say that if I if I was a billionaire, I would have a show like Oprah. That's your first flex. First of all, she did. She wasn't a billionaire when she made her show. Came you later. don't have to be a billionaire to have a show. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and second of all, being a billionaire has nothing to do with whether or not people are going to have you on their channel. It's going to be a good show. There's really no I mean. I don't understand. It's like, if I was a billionaire, I'd have a show. It wouldn't hurt. I mean, shit, I'm showing up just hoping she's giving me shit. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Um, everyday Christmas, give Travi a wish list. Then he gets into a lot of... The only way I can really put it is... Um, Break it down, Mark. Uh, kind of hurt, like, harsh, 
uh, insensitive is the word I'm looking for. Some of the stuff he says here. You think so? Um, I mean, so the next line is I'd probably pull an Angelina and Brad Pitt and adopt a bunch of babies that ain't never had shit. And for whatever reason, that line bothers me. I think because it comes off like they don't love the kids. <laughs> it's like they were just like, you never had shit. So I'm going to, I'm just going to wrangle up a couple of these babies and just take them. And it's like, we well, also need love and stuff. Yes, they do. It's, it's like, this really is not important. something where you just like grab a couple kids. Here, baby, eat this dollar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it doesn't work that way. I mean, I yeah. have a kid. It doesn't, you know, as much as they like money, you know, yeah. especially and, and what what's really strange is that they're babies and they ain't never had shit implying that, you know, they, oh, they've gone through all seven months of their life without shit, you know, very short period of time, you know? Yeah. Like, and, it, yeah. And like and that that's all Angelina and Brad Pitt are is like adopting like monsters that <laughs> just like go and just like adopt babies for fun. I think that there is more to Angelina than just, you know. Uh, you know, I, I do have to say also, Mark, that the kids ain't arguing, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they won the fucking lotto. Yeah. I mean, you know, so it is. You're right, though. It's it's just a strange flex. It's a strange thing, you know, to, to go bragging about, you know, and then give away a few Mercedes like here, lady, have this. <laughs> it's very forceful <laughs> here, lady. Hey, here, lady, have this. Here. Like he like walks up and like thrusts a key into her hand as she recoils with what is this? Not knowing what it is. <laughs> right. It's yeah. just put in kind of a harsh way. And then last but not least, grant somebody their last wish. Travi make a wish McCoy. <laughs> is that what this what the fuck, man? Yeah, it's like okay. <laughs> like such a bizarre fucking thing to be like also. You know anybody who's going to die soon? Anybody on their deathbed? Hey, you know what I'm really thinking about? I've got these billions. Let's visit Hope Hospice. <laughs> and, Let's go. And one person, though. Oh, just one. Because it's Grant somebody their last wish. Just one. He's He's going to adopt all these babies. He's going to have a TV <laughs> show. But I can only make one kid's wish come true. Yeah. The other kids can get fucked. Fuck them kids. It's been a couple of months that I've been single, so... You can call me Travi Claus minus the ho ho. That's the second time he's like referred to Christmas in some way. <laughs> I mean, they just the editing, you know, and it's just. Yeah, you can look back and just be like, you know, do I want to keep minus the ho ho? I don't get that. Is he talking about like the, the snack cake? <laughs> Fuck, man. I don't. Uh, he's ta he's t talking about calling women hoes. OK, minus the ho. So he's Santa. No Mrs. Claus for him. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mrs. Claus, of course, oh. being here a hoe, mm. apparently. So because we all knew that, you know, Mrs. Claus was a hoe. And then he just to make sure that you know that that's a joke. He says, "Ha, get it." No. Which, unfor you know, I, I Which, can just. I, I don't. I don't think I've ever heard central. I don't think I've ever heard in any other rap song ever. <laughs> yeah. Ever. I mean, nothing. Where he's got to make sure that. the joke lands. Yeah. <laughs> get it. <laughs> It's like, yeah, man, we we fucking get it. You're, a, you're calling women hoes. I got a nest for that punchline. <laughs> Here we you're, go. You're referring to women that you date as hoes. Mm -hmm. ha. Got it. Yes. Very good. <laughs> yes, sir. Very, very wonderful. Thank you, Mr. McCoy. <laughs> I'd probably visit where Katrina hit oh. 
and damn sure do a lot more than FEMA did. Very timely on our part, Mark. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You 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 uh, you you had a visceral reaction. Well, uh, when FEMA uh, came up. Yes, I've. Uh, they're around. They're here. Mm-hmm. They are here. FEMA is in Southwest Florida as we speak. Yeah. Um, and hundred a hundred and twenty billion dollars in federal funds, including seventy five billion dollars in emergency relief was spent in Hurricane Katrina. Wow. That's incredible. I'm going to repeat that one more time. $120 billion in federal funds, including $75 billion in emergency relief. Jeez, so uh, I hope that he is... I mean, Oprah had $3 billion. Yeah. I don't know how much he plans on having, but if he's going to do more than FEMA did, he's going to have to ha- come stock to the gills with... Over two hundred billion dollars, yeah, and that's billion with a big old B. So that's uh, insane. Best of luck. That's just. I wonder when it's all said and done, how much will be you know will come toward us. Oh, uh, it's going to be a lot. It's probably not going to be that much, but it's maybe not Katrina. It's going to be billions. Yeah. Um. I also like how he says, "I'd probably visit." <laughs> he doesn't. He's not making it for someone who's going to shit all over the FEMA relief effort, and I'm not here. Uh, look. I'm I'm not a bootlicker. I'm not here saying that FEMA did the best job imaginable. But for someone who's going to knock FEMA for the job they did, spending $200 billion, mm. he's he'd probably show up. It's kind of a weird uh, thing to say when you're sh- trying to shit on FEMA when you're not even able to say, I would definitely be there. <clears throat> this isn't set in stone. And we all know that I can sail a gold-plated yacht into southwest Florida. But uh, I-, I might show up a little bit later on. Yeah. I, it, it could happen. It could. And then, Seth, and then now he's he gotta, calls us stupid. He's got to insult the lesser thans, the non-billionaires out there. Yeah, can't forget about me, stupid. Everywhere I go, I am have my own theme music. Why are you insulting the listener? Especially after knowing that some of them just endured flooding and needed federal disaster help. Like, what are we... Like, no one here has questioned anything. We're just sitting here listening? Yeah. Maybe he's referring to himself as stupid, I guess, but it doesn't come off that way. No, no, he thinks a lot of himself. And he's going to have his own theme music. I mean, you can just do that with your fucking cell phone. Mm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. What was that movie? Was it, I'm gonna get you, sucker. Where oh. the guy had his own theme music mm-hmm. everywhere when he walked through the hood. Yeah, beautiful. It was wonderful. Um, so every time I close my eyes, what you see, what you see, bruh. I see my name in shining lights or shiny lights. Uh huh. Uh huh. A different city every night. Oh, I, I swear, the world better prepare. For when I'm a billionaire, oh, 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 when I'm a billionaire, oh, 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 let's go. It seems those oh, oh's like, you know, he'd never have to do anything to get those billions. <laughs> and he's just, oh, oh, a billionaire. You know, I just woke up one morning. He's and, just daydreaming. Yeah, Steve Jobs decided to just, you know, will me his money. Oh, well, you know. Yeah, tough yeah. life. Very hard for Bruno. Hard knock life. Yeah. 
And um, then and then we get some more questionable decisions with what he's going to do with his new money. I'll be playing basketball with the president, dunking on his delegates, then I'll compliment him on his political etiquette, toss a couple of million in the air just for the heck of it, but keep the 5, 20s, 10s, and bends completely separate. And yeah, I'll be in a whole new tax bracket, we in a recession, but let me take a crack at it. I'll probably take whatever's left and just split it up so everybody that I love can have a couple bucks and not a single tummy around me would know what hungry was eating good sleeping soundly. I know we all have a similar dream. Go in your pocket, pull out your wallet, and put it in the air and say. It's a, it's a stark um, uh, uh, contrast between that first verse where, you know, he's he's Santa Claus, he's loving Christmas, he's Brad Pitt, um, you know, uh, you know, giving out Mercedes to, you know, for starters... Is he is he buying his way into playing basketball with the president? See, again, this is another one of those things. It's like it has more to do with being famous than being a billionaire. Exactly. So I guess you could say, yeah, I guess he gives, you know, how much money do you think it costs? If you were to go play basketball with Joe Biden and you go up to the DNC or you go up to whoever and you go, how much for me to play a game of one on one with Biden? I'm not going to I'm not going to charge him no hard fouls. Right. Just we can play a fucking game of I'll horse. I'll take it easy on. Yeah, How much? A game of horse, yeah. How much? I mean, considering that when you go to political rallies and and, and they do fundraisers and stuff there's like what that's $5,000 a plate at shit, mm-hmm. you know? And if they're, you know, it's a room of thousands, you're talking about half a million, you know, for every time that they have a fundraiser. And then there's so much more that comes in from packs and super packs and all that shit. It's got to be I'm guessing at least a billion just for that. I mean, if you're going to take the most important person in the free world's time away, it's 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 got to be super fucking valuable. It's going to be one of two things. He's either going to like you a lot and you're going to be famous enough to the point where it like dri- drives some attention to him, which is or you're paying a lot of money, which is how I felt. You know, I, I think that. Obama was a guy that would go out and have done that stuff. Oh, know? absolutely. I, like, oh, he seems he like did. a decent guy. I'm going to go shoot hoops with him. Yeah. Not give. I think he would. I think he would snub you for, you know, 50 million. Not getting political here. But I just I mean, it's 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 just a it's it, it doesn't it, it's not a, a, a decent equation. It's not the you know, the math on this one is not is not pretty, you know. Yeah. And, and you know, playing basketball with the president. I don't understand how immediately his delegates are part of this, but now all of a sudden you're dunking on his delegates. Well, if you got the money for him, you probably got money for the for the uh, the minions, so to speak. You know, Democrat Tom Wolf <laughs> uh, playing the three. Like I don't even know if that's a real person, but it's uh, yeah, it's very weird. AOC goes hard in the paint, and then I well. And then I'll compliment him on his political etiquette. That's that's kind of the strangest <laughs> it's, line. It's, it's such a bizarre. I mean, you, on his political etiquette. I and mean, that's I, supposed to rhyme with president, too. So yeah. it's a little bit of a stretch <laughs> all around rhyme wise. And then it's right. like political etiquette. Imagine going up to any one of the last couple of presidents and going hey, your political etiquette just on point yeah what does that even mean i mean well at this time this is so this was released in 2010 so that was obama right yeah oh yeah so we're talking about him playing basketball with obama okay so 
Um, and you know, I guess if you're gonna if you're gonna give anybody a thumbs up on their political political etiquette. acumen, political <clears throat> you know sharpness, the political you know what I mean something not that etiquette. rhymes with pre- president a little bit better than etiquette. Yeah, toss a couple milli in the air just for the heck of it. Okay, and then this confuses the fuck out of me. But keep the fives, twenties, tens, and bends completely separate. If you have that level of cash, what the fuck do you care? So what I'm asking is, you're throwing this money in the air. So you're just going to do fives once and then just tens the next time and then just the twenties. I don't. Why are you separating them? Yeah. What's the rationale? Are you just like, well, these people are fives peoples and these people are twenties peoples like. I, I, I these are Mini Cooper people over here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, we already yeah we already see that he's showing some favoritism toward uh, people that want to go to Geneva, New the York. Geneva I guess. Um, so uh, yeah, that that to me is very very bizarre. Um, I I don't understand why he wants to keep them separate, um, but I guess that's his thing. And yeah, I'll be in a whole new tax bracket. No shit. The most common thing that comes up whenever anybody talks about you know, status, you know, this tax bracket line completely overused. Well, and, and it, and it has nothing to do with anything. Also, he doesn't, he doesn't say I'm in a whole new tax bracket. So that means I need to get, you know, uh, you know, a new tax guy. He just says, I'll be in a new tax bracket. Okay. We in a recession, but let me take a crack at it. Well, what the fuck are you going to do about the recession? Are you just going to pay it down? billions wouldn't have done it well i mean it would take a billions, chunk out of trillions yeah, i mean yeah. you know it would it would pay it down a bit a bit it would, it would not well you know. again we i mean fema 200 billion dollars if he had 200 billion dollars and paid it down it, it might could actually handle be something that we section could, of the government yeah for a yeah, little while um but yeah i and again i don't know why he thinks that he can aside from just giving away all his money which i don't think he would do he talks about it the whole way through the song what's he gonna do to fix the recession you have to be so much more than one even billionaire in america for that to have happened yeah but you know i mean mark this song is about dreaming it's not based in reality that's that's true yeah i'll probably take whatever's left and just split it up so everybody that i love can have a couple bucks well, how many people do you think he loves? And whatever's left after what? I, I, well, I mean, I guess after all these things that after he's done. So buying... what has he done? He he has his own show. The other thing is we need to realize there's some return on. There's what we call ROI, return on investment for some of this stuff. So he's spending money on the show, but money is coming back there. It's so funny how if you've got that level of money, when you start spending it, you just wind up getting money coming back in it is, for like nothing. It is commonly said, but it can never be overstated because it is very true. It costs a lot of money to be poor. Never has a more truer statement been made on this show. And I mean, as someone who works at a bank, I'm here to tell you, it is very true. When you have money, it's a very easy it to make money. It just goes out and it doesn't come back in. Yeah. When you have that level of money, you wind up spending money. And because you do, money just comes back in. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you've got the money to make. It takes money to make money is another popular mm-hmm. phrase that is also very, very true. 
Um, I'll probably take whatever's left and just split it up so everybody that I love can have a couple bucks and not a single tummy around me would know what hungry was eating good sleeping soundly. Excuse me. I got some tummy problem there, Mark. I hate I hate that he says tummy. Yeah, tummy in a, in a, in a song, in any you're song. A grown any ass, song you're a grown-ass human being. Please don't say tummy. Use your tummy here. <laughs> tummy. Use your Travi. Yeah. I, Travi's tummy. Yeah, only certain people can say tummy. Any kid under the age of eight. Or any parent looking at a four-year-old and saying, does your tummy hurt, is acceptable. Right. yep. Go beyond that, it's questionable. <laughs> yeah. Certain women, I think, can probably get away with saying tummy oh, if they're hurting. That's I true. could see Jen saying tummy, and I'd be like, oh. She has. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, and that's um, okay. Jen, say tummy all you want. This has nothing to do with you. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, Christy Turlington, Linda Lan- Evangelista. They can all say, <laughs> yeah. you know. Cindy Crawford. Supermodels from the 90s can say tummy. She can go so far as saying you know. tum tum. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Mariah Carey. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I mean. You know, they would still know what hungry was. <laughs> I think that like, like you'd still have yeah. the understanding of what hummy, uh, hummy. <laughs> you'd still have an understanding of what you hungry said, is. You hungry? If from nothing else, just remembering what hungry was back in the day. Oh, um, I know we all have a similar dream. Go in your pocket, pull out your wallet, and put it in the air and sing. I don't think I'm gonna do that. The, the 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 biggest problem with um, songs like this is that is is the fact that they are not grounded in reality and that they are um, fantasies. I equate them to the same thing as the person that sits outside of a Seven Eleven with a long string of scratch off tickets and just runs down, you know, scratching every single one of them off, throws everything that loses away, goes back inside, and does another what they call run. You know, there, I, I, I just so much have a problem with the fantasy of, oh, all of this money is just going to appear in front of me from out of nowhere. It's one of the biggest problems in our, of, of a lot of people that I know. Um, if, if we eliminated things like the lottery and, and, and this fantasy, I think we would be a lot better off. I do. Yeah, I, I do. I think that um, if you know you just eliminated this this if you got if you took this dream away and put a different dream of you know uh, not necessarily monetary um, but of it, it can still be substance. It can still be tangible. It can be something you can put your hands on, but maybe something that you build or maybe something that you do work towards, and not just oh I hope money's going to fall in my lap. I think it's one of the most <sighs> silly dreams ever. And that's what this and Big and Rich and, and, and Nickelback are all doing. Seems like a great place to just go and snag people's wallets out of their hand. <laughs> just go to this concert and once yeah. some fucking short king takes out their wallet and puts it up in the air, you just nab it and just run. See a marks. Yeah. Just, marks just that you steal from the marks. <laughs> yeah, not me. I want to be a billionaire so fucking bad. Buy all of the things I never had buy everything haha i want to be on the cover of forbes magazine smiling next to oprah and the queen what up oprah oh every time i close my eyes what you see what you see bruh i see my name in shiny lights uh-huh uh-huh oh yeah yeah a different city every night 
Oh, I, I swear the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. Oh, oh, when I'm a billionaire. Oh, 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 oh. And then we end off, of course, with I want to be a billionaire so fucking bad. Now, you got to remember that this is pre-Uptown Funk Bruno. Mm. He's still not, you know, he's not raking Pre-funk. it in. Um, at the, you know, now these days we're looking at a whole different Bruno, and he's got lots and lots of money. But the difference between Bruno and the character in this song that's singing this is that I believe that Bruno is still out on the road because he wants to be on the road, not necessarily because he's raking in, you know, millions and millions. Because I don't believe that he is, especially from shows. I believe that Bruno is just a working guy who wants to work. And, uh, and and go out there and make music and have people cheer for him, which there's nothing wrong with that. But he is, I don't, I don't believe, I don't believe he's the guy in the song. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think that's really him. But uh, it's nice to write, I guess, lyrics about it, shit. On song facts, he, uh, he tells you about the song's meaning. You're going to be shocked. Are you ready? Uh, let me, are let you me sitting down? Gird my loins. Dear listener, are you sitting down? It's me talking about what would happen if I would somehow manage to become a billionaire. Wish we had a giant gong behind us. Holy shit. Send him back to Miami, folks. Don't get it wrong. I'm far from a billionaire. I think I just made it out the thousandaire category. (laughs) So it's about what I would do with the money and the same time. uh, It opens up the question. If you were in a position to do something with a decent chunk of money, what would you do? Just tells you where he's at. Don't get me wrong, I'm not a billionaire. As if every listener out there just assumes, oh, he must be a billionaire. <laughs> because he's writing a song about if he was a billionaire. Well, yeah, no shit, he's you're not a fucking billionaire. Obviously you're a billionaire, yeah. What it would be like if you were. So, you know. Jeez. Um, the song's chord sequence is sampled directly from Sublime's 1996 track, oh, Santeria. They, yeah, uh, how, how did we not see that before? Holy shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Um, Which is a much better song. Oh, yeah. yeah and I'm not a huge uh, uh, Bradley, you know, fan. I'm not. I, I, I still like Sublime, but, you know, it's not like over the top good. This is the second song to mention, mention actor Brad Pitt. What was the first one? Hmm. It's one oh, of oh, Jim's I got favorites. It. I got it. Yes. That don't impress a me much. That's correct. Yes. yes by yes. Regina. Yes. Yes. Uh, also known as Shania Twain. Her <laughs> real name, Jamie let me know her real name was Regina. <laughs> um, said Pitt. About the line, it's sweet. It's just unfortunate that my name rhymes with shit. That's <laughs> so good that he has a nice uh, Love Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah. He's a good guy, probably. Yeah. Um, also, a very weird song fact. This features the chatter of a vibra slap in the mix. The rattling percussion instrument hmm. added a quirky element to rock songs like "Sweet Emotion," "All Along the Watchtower," and "Crazy, Crazy Train. Train." There we go. Uh, before it made its way into the hip hop. In the 90s with tunes like Nothing But a G-Thang, the Fresh oh. Prince of Bel-Air theme song. And I would be fucking remiss if I did not mention it is used thoroughly and completely throughout Cake's catalog. 
from Motorcade of Generosity and Fashion Nugget all the way through. I was gonna. I won't even name all the all the albums, but all the way through. Um, oh Jesus, what the hell's her last album? The last called? one. I don't know. Can't remember off the top of my. I head. just know those two. They're they're the ones that I've you know. Sp- I know you're a much bigger. I was fan. gonna say Pressure Chief, but it, there, there's another one after it, and I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, I think I'm pretty much done talking about the song. Are there any good, uh, any good song meanings? I saw a bunch of people just kind of saying the obvious. No. Um, you know. No, there's nothing. Um, awesome song has a bit of a message as well, even if it is a little unrealistic. There's somebody that's saying uh, in his um, Wikipedia it mentions that he dated Katy Perry for a little while. Yeah, and you know there and is a comment that says the part Kate? where he disses Katy Perry. What's that about? I. I, I'm missing it. I'm missing it too. Um, mm. Katy Perry is awesome. I love Katy Perry to death. I do too. Um, so fuck him for being a jerk. Um, but you know, my cousin went to school with her. Vinny, my cousin Vinny. No, my cousin the uh, two Utes. Tara went to school with Katy Perry. I think Travis wants to be a millionaire really badly, but the song is billionaire. So mm. yeah, nothing. Uh, what? A, what? A, it's just a lame song. Yeah, just it is lame. lame. Um, if I hear it, to turn it off. Creep how creepy factor. is it? Um, it, it? Not at all. Yeah. Not it's at all. There's nothing. Very dangerous. impotent as I, far as <laughs> creep is concerned. I'll give it a 0.4. I mean, other than, you know, uh, Bruno threatening us at the very beginning, I give it a 0.5. Yeah. 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 yeah well, now that you mention it, the, yeah. the, the world better prepare. Better get ready. It's got a little bit of a creep to it. I'll give it a 1.2. But no, I stay at one zero point five because I don't believe him. Oh, yeah. yeah you definitely don't believe him. I don't believe him. Bruno wouldn't hurt a fly. No. Are no, you kidding me? No, he'd have a hard time kicking a can across Hawaii. So we're going to do a weird song next week. Please tell me, Mark. Tell me more. I, it, it puts us in a weird situation. We're in a weird spot. Because a bulk of this show is about bad lyrics, right? Yes. You never paid attention to these lyrics for these hit songs, and now we're oh, shining a light on them. Um, but there's a little bit, there's a little bit. Every once in a while, we want to sprinkle in some good stuff. And I think we have, and there will probably be some things we can talk about this. But we want to open up your eyes. I was talking with some friends about a song, and... Um, made me realize how few people probably really know the lyrics and what the song is about. We are going to do Bruce Springsteen, Born Born in the the USA. USA. Um, And this is a good song to listen to. I... I don't know how many people here are just like, you know, music files like uh, or audio files like Seth and I are. Well, you know, the 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 audience that we shoot for is, um, you know, 40 to 48 year old males that know a lot about music. (laughs) Perfect. Yes. Um, So if you are skewing in that (laughs) in that category, um, I will say a lot of people know the version that is very arena rock. And you should listen to that version because that is the version that most people listen to and most people hear. The video version. There is a version that he did. He did this album called Nebraska that is very, very stripped down. It's very un-Bruce Springsteen as people know him when he plays live. Yeah. And when he was recording, I believe, in those sessions, he did a demo for Born in the USA that is a very very stark contrast to the version that would become 
so huge and so synonymous with Bruce Springsteen and it, it shines a big light on what the lyrics are about. So we're going to we're going to give that a swing next week. Uh, we'll see what we have to say about the lyrics, but it's definitely going to be eye opening. Is this going to be like a like a come on Eileen? I think it might. Which well, is one I think, of my favorite I think we're episodes. going in now knowing that this is going to be good. I think we were surprised with that, but yeah. I will not be surprised. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't know all the lyrics off the top of my head to the song, mm-hmm. but uh, I will not be surprised if we end up loving it. But it will definitely be. I think you got the fist pumping born in the USA is the part that everyone knows. Mm-hmm. And it it gives off oh, a it's very a... huge feeling of pro-am, pro-America. And the lyrics are tell a different story, tell a very different story. So I'm excited. I'm very, very excited to do this episode with you. I am too. Uh, I'm very excited for you guys to hear it. Uh, will this be a change in direction for the podcast? Probably not. No. We like to be funny and we like to do funny stuff, but uh, I think it's going to be a very, very interesting uh, little turn. Um, you know, especially after all the seriousness with all the stuff going on with. What Fort Myers and Cape Coral and North Fort Myers and Fort Myers Beach and Captiva and Sanibel and Pine Island, Matt Lachey, the whole nine yards, St. St. James City and Boquilia have all gone through. So um, look forward to that. Uh, I'll try and post a link to the uh, to the alternate version as well on our Facebook. Seth, anything you want to finish up with? Southwest Florida still standing, still lit. Yep. It doesn't get more true than that. We're going to have a hard time here uh, because uh, what is usually our season is going to basically not be. So if you know anyone in the Southwest Florida area that needs help and you can help, please help them. I am fortunate to not be one of those people now, but we know a bunch of people that lost everything. If you can help, do help. Uh, we love everyone here. And uh, like I said, we're, we're happy to be able to give some sense of normalcy doing this silly and fun thing that we love to do. Just a couple of groups that have been great through this whole thing. One, Red Cross uh, Salvation Army, and uh, two that I am particularly proud of that they have done wonderful things in my neighborhood, CajunNavy.org. Yes. Yeah. Kate, I will f- never for the rest of my life forget that Cajun Navy gave me my first hot meal after this storm was over. I will, and it was fantastic, and I will never forget that for the rest of my life. Samaritan's Purse is another one. Um, you, it does not take long for you to go on the computer and find people that are doing everything that they can to help in Southwest Florida, but if you're having a hard time, Samaritan's Purse and CajunNavy.org help them out. Beautiful. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it. Go listen to um, Born in the USA uh, by Bruce Springsteen, and we'll be back next Monday with more lyrics to go. Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics to go pod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs> <laughs>